one gentleman came in was having heaps of trouble with his insulin. He was only young, and so the doctors really had said that he just wasn't compliant with his foods, with what he was doing, his lifestyle. But it worked out here. There was a much deeper component to his condition that was happening. So it wasn't just him living with diabetes. There was some endocrine issues that were also going on for this patient, which were throwing out his sugar levels. And it was through having these meetings with Shana and these education sessions that they were able to unlock that. But the big thing for that, it didn't just unlock it for him, it also unlocked it for his two brothers who also had the same conditions. So the flow on effect for that family has been quite dramatic. And what we've seen is that their control of their sugar levels has just been incredible since. Hi, I'm Rowan Lowe, proprietor of Amcal Life Clinic Donnybrook Pharmacy in Western Australia. And you're listening to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast, brought to you by the Pharmacy Guild of Australia. Focusing on pharmacy management and ownership, the PBCN podcast supports the improvement and growth of your business performance with insights and advice from a range of industry professionals. The PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. This week is National Diabetes Week, which runs from the 10th to the 16th of July. Said to be the epidemic of the 21st century, chances are you see patients in your pharmacy on a daily basis who make up the approximately 1.8 million Australians who are living with diabetes. But have you considered a business model that offers one-on-one support, education and care for diabetes from a credentialed diabetes educator? Today, I'm speaking with Rowan Lowe, owner-proprietor of the Amcal Life Clinic located in Donnybrook in rural Western Australia. Rowan's pharmacy took out the Pharmacy Guild of Australia's 2022 Category Award for Excellence in Business Management and is a pharmacy with a difference. The Diabetes Clinic is just one of the myriad of services offered at the Donnybrook Pharmacy, attracting patients who travel two hours to access health services at the clinic. Today, you will hear more about the Health Hub model and what it takes to run a pharmacy business this way. Here's Rowan. Thanks for joining us, Rowan. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Let's set the scene a little bit. What took you to Donnybrook and and ultimately, obviously, a career in pharmacy? I had no idea what I wanted to do when I was in high school. Our family friend was a pharmacist. Um, She's like my second mum, Karen. And so mum decided to set up some work experience for me on school holidays and after work just to, to see if I enjoyed it. So went up to Mermaid Beach. I grew up on the Gold Coast um, and worked at the pharmacy there. And I really enjoyed the experience. So um, it really opened my eyes to what a pharmacist did. I really didn't have much of an idea. But it was really that link uh, that the pharmacist had with the customer or the, the patient really that really, I really enjoyed that experience. Um, There's a couple of little examples where someone would come in, might not be able to afford their meds, and uh, we'd have that discussion about, you know, the importance of our role in the community and making sure that person gets their medication and, and that they can afford it and and really making sure that best outcome and sort of weighing up, you know, what's the right thing for the, for the patient versus the business. Um, and then it really made me realize that that's what I wanted to do with my career. So then I went on to uni at Griffith University and it was a great place to learn. It was a new degree, uh, really at the forefront. So we were actually able to do a lot of business management stuff and that really got me into the, actually the Pharmacy Guild business plan competition. And that's where I really sunk my teeth in and really enjoyed that element, uh, which we were actually the first winners actually with my mates. So that was a great experience of doing that. Uh, Then from there, I did an internship at, Crumbin Fair, uh, which was a great place under Scott, really learned a lot. Um, and then after I'd finished, 
I moved to WA. So I had met a fellow pharmacy student who is now my wife and she was a pharmacist in WA, so I moved over. And then while we were here, I'd really been always been interested in, in the business aspect um, of pharmacy and seeing change and making change. I'm a bit of a retail tragic to some degree. And from there, we really wanted to get into a business. So um, found some business partners and we came up with a 10 box, 10 step sort of tick box system that we wanted for our business. And Donnybrook came up on the market and we jumped at the opportunity. Actually, I remember I was playing golf, a pharmacy golf on the day and uh, found out about it. And then I think I'd contacted everyone and we, we'd put in a bid the next day. So, um, and we have never looked back since. The business is great. We love it. Um, and we've been here now for nine years in the pharmacy um, and it's really grown and we've come from independent to the new Amcal Life Clinic model. It's a great story. It doesn't get much further away two points in Australia than the Gold Coast to Donnybrook because Donnybrook, for those that don't know, is located roughly about 200 kilometres south of the Perth CBD. So you've been there nine years. We know pharmacists are very, very important people in the fabric of a community. So I'm picturing, it must sound, it sounds like a, a good country town. What are some of the unique benefits of the location and, and ultimately that community that you serve there in Donnybrook? As we like to describe it, we're two hours south of the most isolated capital city in the world. So, But it's not like that. It's actually, it's a great town. It is a small town, uh, main street with the shop fronts, as you would see, bakeries, um, we've got a supermarket, we've got a hospital, we've got doctor's surgeries, but it's really well known as a fruit town. So it's an apple town here in Donnybrook. And uh, every year we have the Apple Festival over Easter. We actually have uh, WA's biggest free entry playground um, in the middle of town. So that's a really big uh, attraction for families to come to town for day trips. Uh, we've got the Mundabidi uh, mountain bike trail that goes from Perth to Albany goes through town. So quite often we've got a lot of mountain bikers coming through. Uh, there's a lot of really a lot of events around our area. Um, it's quite a big shire, so it's a it's a really good feel. So at the moment, it's winter, everything's green. We've got the autumn leaves falling. Um, it's just something I'm not used to being from the Gold Coast, which is cold. Um, but it really is. Donnybrook's only about 30 minutes from Bunbury, which is a regional centre. So we've got that really happy balance in Donnybrook of being a small country town with that really cool uh, country feel, that community sense, uh, but being able to be so close to a regional centre. Um, so it's a great place to live and we're finding that it's growing rapidly, um, especially since since COVID. A lot of people are moving to, that, to the lifestyle um, and it's a great place where everyone sort of knows everyone. Um, you walk down the main street and you know majority of people that you're walking down past but it allows us also to have that close connection with our community because we all live in the community, but also it allows us to have really good connections with our healthcare providers, actually. So we're really lucky that we uh, work quite closely with the doctors. Uh, we work closely with podiatrists, dentists, um, even the hospital. Um, we're often in contact with them and working really well together. So, Rowan, it, it sounds like a, a great close-knit community you said everybody knows everybody it's got that typical shop fronts down the main street lots of people coming and going great relationships with other healthcare and health service providers in the area but what about outside of purely being a, a pharmacy are you involved in the community much as a business as a business we we really take pride in sponsoring a lot of the sporting teams uh definitely helping out with 
there's a lot of community groups in Donnybrook, which is part of the essence of, of the community. Like people move here and get really, everyone wants to be involved in something. So we like to support that and help that to thrive. Um, myself, I'm actually the president of the Donnybrook Bailing Up Chamber of Commerce. Um, I see that as my role outside of the pharmacy to be able to help and support the community. Um, but at the moment, we're big sponsors of uh, female sport, particularly. Um, I've got two daughters and I want to support that. So uh, we support the Donnybrook Cricket Club female team. Uh, the footy club has a new female team. They're going really well. Um, so, yeah, we really like to support our community because those people support us as well. So we've got to make sure that, you know, that in turn we're supporting them. So it's a two-way relationship, really. Absolutely. Two hours south of the most isolated capital in the world, what about challenges? Are there any or have there been any that have influenced particularly how you approach your work there and, and the business model that you employ? Exactly. So there's a lot of challenges, particularly when we first took over the business. Um, lack of doctors was was quite a big one. We had some really good doctors in town, but wait times were up to two weeks for an appointment. So we were seeing a lot of primary care. Uh, we were getting a lot of triaging. Uh, we actually even had agreements with a doctor surgery. If we saw someone that needed to be seen earlier than that two weeks, we'd ring up and, and get them fast-tracked to see the doctors. So we saw this real gap in the primary care component um, and how we could help our community. So um, people otherwise have to drive half an hour to, to Bunbury um, to, to get those services. So how we've really seen challenges in our community, we've now sort of embraced and are trying to make them opportunities for us as a business. Um, but also opportunities that we can help out our community as well. So definitely access um, not only to services, but also to staff at the moment. So pharmacist availability is something that uh, is really hitting us hard at the moment um, and something that we're finding a bit of a challenge as well as just general staffing too. Now, one of the reasons we wanted to get you on the show, Rowan, was that you recently won the Category Award for Excellence in Business Management in the Pharmacy Guild of Australia's Pharmacy of the Year Award. So first and foremost, congratulations, a well-deserved award that absolutely reflects the outstanding work that you and your team do every day there in Donnybrook. Now, part of your success, uh, I understand, is the Health Hub concept. Can you explain what that's all about and, and why you chose to take your business down that path? I definitely can answer that one. It's uh, something very close to my heart. So we were already going down the services model. Um, we'd already we'd seen sleep apnea come through and we were really sinking our teeth into that and the pharmacists were really enjoying that service. Uh, vaccinations had also come in. But again, it's sort of linking in, trying to look for gaps with regards to services that the community didn't have. And one of them was we did have a diabetes educator up at the local medical centre, but that funding had fallen through. Um, and particularly that diabetes educator had left. And so we'd seen a big gap with that. And we were starting to see a lot of inquiries every week or I suppose opportunities where a diabetes educator would be a really valuable asset for our community and for our patients. So um, the health, the life clinic model came through um, and we were presented with that and it really ticked a lot of boxes for what we wanted and how we wanted to offer that to our community and how we could change how we were laying out our store but interacting with our customers and the diabetes educator was a was a big draw card for me um, two to three times a week we would see newly diagnosed patients come out with a script with not much information um, from the gp and they would just say well we'll book you in with the diabetes educator i'll be down the track and sometimes that could be a month to two months away uh, because of that access not being available with not enough spaces in the southwest to be able to get them uh, an appointment so we decided to 
get allied health in. So we've got Shana, our diabetes educator. We currently run our vaccination services. Our sleep apnea service is a really great service that we run and it's a robust component of our, our services suite that we offer. Um, and we're really trying to look outside the box for other opportunities to help grow our business, our services, and also the offer to our community too. It's a great little segue talking about Shana because this week is National Diabetes Week and it runs from the 10th to the 16th of July. And during Diabetes Week, Diabetes Australia is working really, really hard to raise awareness of the stigma surrounding both type 1 and type 2 diabetes, as well as doing their best to bust some of those myths that are out there in the community relating to diabetes. One of the services that you alluded to there that you offer in your pharmacy is the Diabetes Clinic. Can you tell us about the service you offer in detail and and ultimately the benefits that the patients experience when they come in to see Shana? And it'd be great if you could also maybe just touch on what does a credentialed diabetes educator do? I think it's great timing to talk about this with Diabetes Awareness Week coming up and definitely for us um, the theme of the stigmas around type 1 and type 2 diabetes are things that we're really starting to see some traction with uh, with having a credential diabetes educator in store from many different levels, actually, uh, not only from the advice that she's giving to our patients and helping them with living with the condition, but it's also with training our pharmacists and our staff with how to better manage these patients and how we can approach these patients and how to communicate with these patients as well. So with regards to a lot of our type 1 uh, patients, it's definitely just going through with them that's not just about food and and what they're doing. There's there's other factors that really come into play with this condition and that living with it is really quite complex. And definitely the, the information, the education that a credential diabetes educator can give to a patient is just invaluable. And it really helps them to set them up with living with the condition. Particularly, we've seen some really good stories around patients where one gentleman came in, was having heaps of trouble with his insulin. He was only young. And so the doctors really had said that he just wasn't compliant, you know, with his foods, with what he was doing, his lifestyle. But it worked out. There was a much deeper component to his condition that was happening. So it wasn't just him living with diabetes. There was uh, some endocrine issues that were also going on for this patient, which were throwing out his sugar levels. And it was through having these meetings with Shana and these education sessions that they were able to unlock that. But the big thing for that, it didn't just unlock it for him, it also unlocked it for his two brothers who also had the same conditions. So the flow-on effect for that family has been has been quite dramatic. And what we've seen is that their control of their sugar levels has just been incredible since. Uh, also, the education around uh, CGMs is obviously a big thing at the moment with continual glucose monitoring. As of the 1st of July, it's become a lot more available to a lot more patients. But what we're finding too is using that as an educational tool for patients is really cool. You get They get to see how they're tracking uh, on a day-to-day. And we had one patient who was typical type 1 stalwart, uh, knew everything that he had to know about his condition. Um, and we were able to talk to him and, and he had a, a problem with his foot healing. Um, so he'd had having to wear a moon boot in. He works in an orchard, so obviously it was quite inconvenient. So he said, well, why not talk with Shana and and see what she can offer. Maybe she'll just give you one tip. You just need one tip to really to take away. And we actually, she got him onto a Libre. And from that, he was able to track his sugar levels. And it worked out he was having three to four hypos a week, so low sugar levels, and was countering with high sugar levels, which meant his HbA1c was actually coming out normal. So the doctors are like, yep, your levels are good. 
you're all good, we're happy with how it's going. But when we put the Libre on and we could see these three to four hypos a week and then this counteraction, counteracting with these high sugars and from him monitoring and being able to adjust his eating just to be able to see what was happening, he lost 12 kilos actually over about two and a half months, um, which you can imagine really helped that foot to heal because that weight came off of that foot, but it also just helped his sugar levels to be a lot more um, in the zones that we want them to be in. So it was a great outcome just through education um, and for opening his eyes to what was really happening. So uh, Shana does a lot uh, working with the doctors as well, and I think that's really um, helped the success of the program um, and the diabetes education service that we offer is working hand-in-hand with the other health professionals um, and really helping them to... Everyone's learning, really. Everyone's learning elements about living with diabetes that we're just coming from a different perspective So it's been great for us as health professionals to have her on part of the team Um, and we're really making sure she's really keen to educate us, but it's really taking the time to listen to what she has and and telling us that different point of view. How do you attract people to come and engage with Shana? Is it about you and the team being aware of who's on diabetes medication or managing diabetes or is there outward facing promotion to bring more people into the pharmacy and engage with that service how do you promote it how do you market it marketing for diabetes education has definitely been something we've been learning along the way there's lots of different elements to it because it's very different to other services so ours is actually we approved for medicare funding through shana because she's a credentialed diabetes educator so we do get that service so we can work with the doctors um, for them to give us referrals which is great. And then the patient can have a subsidized appointment. So definitely growing their confidence in Shana and the service. And it's also about the follow-up and about the outcomes for the patient. But really, we're quite lucky that um, Sigma or Amcal has been working really well with us to come up with a plan for doing some customer-facing promotions as well. So uh, we also have a radio radio advertising that runs in the Southwest. Uh, We also have a lot of promotional materials, whether it be on social media, through uh, direct mail outs to customers, through EDMs, uh, and really interactive components within the store, within our, we've got a TV screen that runs, we've got QR codes that patients can scan it when they're in store. And then to layer on top, obviously our pharmacists really are a great referral point for our services. And it's educating our pharmacists and giving them the confidence to be able to have those conversations when they're handing out a script as you said, about identifying those patients who are on metformin or on insulin, uh, patients who we can see maybe aren't that well controlled. But we also pick it up through other services in the health hub, which is through sleep apnea. Um, We are able to identify some patients because those two services go hand in hand and there's quite a a close correlation um, with those patients. So there's a lot of different factors with regards to referrals for Shana, but it's trying to work all of them and trying to make it successful. And at the moment, uh, each swing that she's down, we've actually been booked out for every time. So it's taken a while, but we've got there. Some great outcomes that you've mentioned just there for the clients. You also mentioned that it's a subsidized service. Is there much of a cost or is it sort of seen as a bit of a, a loss leader approach, i.e. you offer the service without having to charge the client, but you get some subsidy, but ultimately it's going to cost the business. But you do that knowing that those people that you're engaging with are probably going to pay for ongoing support and products from you? It's definitely something that we're not seeing as a 
profit generating service. It's definitely has that halo effect with regards to our pharmacy and also drawing people in from a wider range. So we're now starting to see people and patients from other towns, which is really the opportunity we were looking for, which is to expand our reach for all of our services. But we do get subsidised through a care plan uh, from the doctors, but the most of the time it's bulk billed if they're a concession patient. We do charge for a general patient, but really that's just covering our costs. And then what we look at is, as we said about that effect of the patient bringing in their scripts, the patient becoming a customer for life, which we really have made those connections with a lot of customers and now they come to us regularly for their medications uh, because they know that we have that access to Shana and, and that if we need to have that little bit more expertise, we can reach out to her and, and make a call or give her a text or send her an email to get that follow-up. Um, it's definitely been a something that we've seen a slow growth with, but now we're starting to see the benefits of it. But it's it's something that we find very rewarding. We find it gets really good traction with the patients, and it's really starting to get really good traction with the GPs for other referrals now too. And I think it shouldn't be lost on those listening, and I'm speaking here as a general member of the public who goes and sees a, a pharmacist just as much as the next person. That if you have uh, a condition that you're managing, just having somebody like Shana there that focuses on that just makes you feel that little bit more special that you're just not receiving another service in a long list of services. I don't think that can be overstated too much. Now, Rowan, I love that phrasing and approach of the halo effect and that you've been able to expand your reach and people are coming in from outside Donnybrook to access the pharmacy and the services that you offer. So it's it's pretty clear that the range of services here has great potential to bring people from further afar than uh, other kinds of pharmacy models. Can you maybe talk us through what your pharmacy looks like and, and, and how you make all this possible? Yeah, sure. I'll give you a little virtual tour of the pharmacy. How does that sound? Perfect. When we walk through or even from the outside of our pharmacy, it's uh, not product focused. It's definitely based on that professional approach. So the colouring through to the signage, it all finishes off that look. When you walk into our store, we still have the offer of uh, beauty as, you, as soon as you walk through the door and then on the right, you've got a little bit of giftware, which we think as a country town, that's something that we just have to offer because there's nowhere else to be able to grab that. But then if you look straight to the back, you see the big pharmacist sign, you can see the, the life clinic sign, you can see that we're really in that health space. And that's what we want the patient to come in and feel like they're in that health environment. And then that's what we're there to do. So as soon as they walk up to our ramp, or even before you even get to that, we've started to condense a lot of the grocery or supermarket lines. So we no longer have men's health and women's health. We've got a combined uh, personal hygiene. And then what we've also done is that's allowed us to expand a lot of our other categories. So like we've gone, just expanded our skincare range. We now have a bigger uh, weight management uh, area. We've also got an expanded vitamin range. We incontinence is becoming something that's growing with us um, with regards to patients and that's something that was a weakness in our store that we've we've built that up but then when you come to the back of the store as soon as they walk down to the back you can see a sit-down counseling desk you see we've got our pharmacist forward approach so we've got pods at the front so the pharmacist can stand forward and engage uh, you'll see that there's a charcoal color uh, different to the normal mcal blue which is really like a professional look and you look over to the right and there we've got our concierge desk where we have our concierge Beck stands there and greets our patients. And then we've got a, an enlarged waiting area for patients as well as our blockbuster categories, uh, which will be our diabetes clinic and our sleep clinic. And now we're building out our health management as well. 
so that we can really see that we're in that space and it really gives that patient that visual of, of what we do and how we do it. And particularly with the sleep, we get a lot of engagement with customers um, coming in, seeing that we're in their space and then um, really engaging with that wall and taking a bit of time. But even down to the little things that the pharmacist forward pods, we've made sure that there's extra room between the pods and and the shelving uh, or to the, the gondola runs so that then there's more, there's a little bit more privacy with when we're engaging in those patients. And then obviously we've got our three counselling rooms, which are quite large spaces so that if we need to, we can take a, a patient in there for to talk about more private matters or allow us to get more engagement with our services, whether that be diabetes, sleep, vaccinations, uh, medication management, even when we're doing uh, talking to a patient about their DAA service. So what we're trying to do is we're really trying to give that impression of not just performing well, but giving that look of how we're performing. And what we're starting to see now is we are really getting that draw from a lot of different areas. So uh, we're starting to get people driving, um, you know, 40 and 50 minutes to come use our services. Um, and then they're engaging with other elements of our pharmacy when they're in here too. So with regards to that, it's really making sure that when they're here, we've got the products, making sure that we've got the ranging that they want, um, making sure that we're not just trying to differentiate ourselves from other pharmacies around the area so that we're a bit of a destination category. So that when people come here, they're engaging about their condition and so that we can really give them a, a good point of view and also assist them with what they're after. It's a great rundown. I love the little audio tour. I don't think we've ever had that happen before. Somebody might ring up and and correct me, but over the 101, 102 episodes that we've done, I don't think we've ever had an audio walkthrough of a pharmacy. So that was really cool to to listen to that and and hear about what you're trying to deliver and not just throwing elements together sort of wherever we can fit them into the, for want of a better phrase, the retail space. You're aiming to be that destination pharmacy. But Rowan, providing a range of services like you do because it's not narrow does it present any challenges in the form of of staffing and it would be great if you could just maybe return to that point that comment that you made about being a Ford pharmacist and the model that you use and what that means I suppose we always wanted to exceed people's expectations that's always what we want to do with everything that we deliver we had to really make sure that we were supporting staff with that and and giving the I suppose organizational structure that would help them to thrive so we have put in an operations assistant, which helps with a lot of the, the admin work. And Sarah does a great job of, of helping me as an owner, uh, definitely to take a lot of that burden off. But then we also had to make sure that we were taking the burden off the pharmacists with regards to what we were finding biggest challenge was the pharmacists having to do all the back end work and just you know, always busy. So getting the opportunity to sit and make the notes or to follow up with the patient, to make the booking for the next sleep apnea appointment, to uh, preload for diabetes education and there's a, you know, getting the bloods and getting all the components that we need for Shana so that when she's here, she can concentrate on the patient. So we definitely also inserted that uh, concierge model. So the concierge is someone who really runs those health services and really allows the pharmacists to be pharmacists and interact with the, with the patients and instead of being tied up in a clinical room, um, trying to clean sleep apnea machines and get the parts already and do all the orders and follow up with which patients are on trial and have they had their appointments. So by allowing that to happen, it's really helped the success of the service, but it's also helped to support the staff as well, um, as well as also giving our other team more responsibility. So 
our pharmacist forward model really allows our pharmacists to stand and interact with the patients at those pods. So we don't dispense from the forward pharmacist model. Our pharmacist's sole responsibility is to interact with the patient, counsel with the patient, take scripts in, triage the patient, and um, our team actually manage the flow of scripts. They process all the scripts, they process all the orders, they look after the inventory management, they do all the, the sorting of scripts, and the pharmacists are allowed to, to do those roles, which they really are trained to do. And what we're finding is we're getting some really good interactions with patients directly. So whether that be, you know, the other day I had enough time because our team was looking after all the other components. I did a flu vaccination and then through that flu vaccination, I was talking to the patient who's a diabetic patient and then we started talking about his sleep. And then from there, we were able to get him in for a sleep apnea check the next day, worked out he was quite severe. And then through there, we're going to try and engage with him a bit more. So for me, knowing that I had that 10 minutes in the vaccination to be able to spend that time and have a chat with him, it really got some great outcomes. And I could do that from knowing that my team was at the back. They were well supported and they were supporting me as well as the pharmacist. So it's a really rewarding model when we're finding we're getting some really good outcomes from it. One of the other things that we're finding it's really helped uh, the way that we work and how our business runs is supporting our staff. And lately, we really have to say a big thank you to the Pharmacy Guild of Australia. Uh, not only through publicising the latest subsidies, which have been there to help us with Cert 2, Cert 3 training. So we've really taken that on board. We currently have five staff enrolled in their Cert 3s. Um, and it's been something that has really helped our staff to engage. It's allowed them to have a bit of job security because they've signed up for two years, knowing that they're going to get that training. And really that's helping our business to thrive with giving that extra little bit of knowledge to our, our team. Um, to back up our pharmacists and also to help our staff engage in work. Um, we're really finding that one of the biggest attractions we're getting with staff is giving them a lot of training time. Well, not a lot of training time, but allowing them to have training time during their rostered hours at work so that they don't feel that that burden of training. And there's a lot of knowledge in pharmacy. So, you know, one of the biggest things when we find new staff come on is they get blinded by the, the number of things they need to know. So, if we can back end that with that support and that training, then we really find that those staff members become part of our team and part of our family and they really enjoy that knowledge, um, not just working in the business, but getting a deeper understanding for how pharmacies work and, and what role we play within the community as well. It's been a great chat, Rowan. It's been amazing to hear how you and the team make it all happen and most importantly, how much of an important element of the community you are in Donnybrook, but ultimately then how that flows through to amazing patient outcomes that you've covered for us. I'm not sure where else you go. What's in store for Donnybrook Amcal Life Clinic next? That's a question we're always asking ourselves. It's a, it's a very good question. At the moment, we're just really open to opportunities. We're looking for other pharmacists or health care providers to come in um, obviously, as we've said, staffing shortages in pharmacy in general across Australia is a bit of an issue at the moment. So we would love for someone to come down to us. There's, we've obviously got our plans of what we would like to do and some some pharmacist-led uh, services that we want to go down with wound care. health, uh, Mental health is definitely a big one that I see a big gap in our community that I think that could really, really help a lot of our patients. Um, we're also looking at expanding and wanting to have a really robust weight loss um, or weight management service as well, which would fit in with diabetes and sleep uh, hand in hand. But we're really open to anyone coming to us with ideas, other pharmacists coming saying, I'd really like to 
you know, give this a go and this would be a crack. And we're always open to those sorts of ideas as well. So that's the thing with the model. If we've got the structures there, we can really layer other things on top and we're not really restricted as much. Well, the biggest restriction is staffing at the moment. It's a great attitude being open to those opportunities. Rowan, congratulations again to you and the team for winning the category award for Excellence in Business Management in the Pharmacy Guild of Australia's Pharmacy of the Year Awards for 2022. And thanks for joining us and sharing everything that happens in your pharmacy in Donnybrook. No worries, Daniel. Thank you very much for having me. It's been great. If uh, anyone wants has any further questions or would like to know more, definitely reach out. I'm always happy to you know, share what we do and how we do it. And we're in a really good industry and I think if we all share it, it will just help the industry in general. I hope today's conversation provided some insight into the kinds of things happening in pharmacies across Australia that offer a whole lot more to their patients, like the Diabetes Clinic at Donnybrook. It's such a great example of going above and beyond for patients in the community. Speaking of going above and beyond, I want to take this opportunity to encourage you, the listeners, to nominate yourself or a pharmacist you know for the 2023 Guild Pharmacy of the Year. The annual awards recognise pharmacists who do just this, going above and beyond to strive for excellence in their community pharmacy. Entries close on the 31st of July. And for more information and details about how to nominate, simply head to the Guild's website, which we will link to in the show notes for you. I've been your host, Daniel Oyston, and you've been listening to episode 101 of the PBCN Podcast. The PBCN Podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. For more resources, to access support or advice, or to view this episode's show notes, visit guild.org.au.